This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Welcome to the Market Vibe Podcast, a podcast for all things entrepreneurship and digital marketing. Each week, we'll be covering marketing topics and experts to help you maximize your efforts in your business. Whether you're just starting out or have been in business for 10 years, this podcast is for you. We're your hosts, Michael and Jillian Leonard, digital marketing strategists, brand experts, and founders of the Market Vibe Digital Marketing Studio. I hope you're ready. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back to the Market Vibe. Thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us. And I'm joined by my amazing co-host and my husband, Michael. That's me. Hi. Hello, everybody. That is you. Today is a very special podcast. It is. Yeah. So we are going to, well, because we're coming up on it. It's not until the 7th. If you're listening to this. It'll be tomorrow if you're listening to this. Um, So we will have been together for 10 whole years. A whole decade. Oh my goodness. And it's crazy to think about. And so I think any time that there is big ones like this, so five, ten years, definitely even when you're married, uh, it's always nice to reflect because I think that there's a lot of things that, well, there's definitely things you've learned, but it's it's really good to take a look back because I think maybe some of those things can get lost. So always reflecting on them, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then also to be able to share them with other people because um, what that does for other people is that helps them navigate the you know, quote unquote pitfalls or um, the, the don't do's of the things that you've learned. Um, and I just think that that helps people, you know, as we, we go into the future, mm-hmm. uh, people just have this wealth of knowledge that what it does is it helps people be able to build businesses more successfully and build them quickly, which yeah. is uh, great. And then, you know, that allows people who have great morals and ethics and values to do some really great things being able to build businesses like that so it's just really great to be able to reflect and to yeah just talk about that great time with you oh i know it's so cool and like we'll give you guys a little backstory um just so you know kind of what we're coming at but the reason why we wanted to share too is because we have a very unique story i think we do um we met in college in a class and It was a recommended course for me. I tried to take it the semester before, but it was full. So I had to wait a semester. And then Michael took it on a whim. He was a studying psychology at the time and had like a, what'd you have, babe, like a two hour break? Yeah, I had a a really long break. I think it was actually three hours. And I thought it would be fine. Uh, I thought I would just, you know, get work done or something like that. But I realized quickly that that was stupid. It was way too long of a break. And so I went to look for a psych class that I needed. And obviously all those were filled. So then I just kind of, you know, did the thing that normal people do. Okay. What's anything that I can fill with that spot. And that was actually one of the only two classes. I actually, to this day, I don't remember what the other one was, but it must've been so terrible that English sounded like a good idea. (laughs) Uh, And so that was the one that I took and lo and behold, there's this hot lady right here. 
walks in looking all fine and whatnot. Yeah, so the class was Survey of American Lit. And granted, it was probably one of the most boring English classes. Like, I've taken other, because I was an English major, took other classes that were way more interesting and fun. But this one was, like, so dry and boring. But, yeah, October 7th is special because that is the day that Michael sat next to me and then asked me to go study in the library for a test that we had coming up but we didn't do barely any studying we just talked for hours and we've been together ever since but it's that's we always love reflecting on that because it's just so serendipitous how it all happened and what's really special is we got so we got married after five years of being together and shortly after we got married we started our first business so that's why we say that our journey is unique because Yes, we'd been together for five years, but then we started our marriage as business partners as well. And I don't know if any of you work with your spouse or you're like, oh my God, I can never work with my spouse, but it's been a journey to say the least. Like, and one that I think that I'm very grateful for. I don't know about you, babe. I am very, very grateful. So it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just very, very grateful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So what do you think, babe, when you look back on like our time together, what are some of the things that stand out to you the most? Wow. Well, I mean, so obviously this isn't our first business. Yeah. And so I think what stands out to me is just if you look, it's almost like a um, like a level. So it's like here and then it gets better. And then it's so it's always a stair step. Like everything mm-hmm. has always gotten better. And so I think that that's really good. That's something that everybody can learn because, um, I mean, the stats say actually that most entrepreneurs aren't successful until their third business. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I obviously don't intentionally think you're going to fail, but, you know, always do your best to learn. And so that way of say you, you start your first business and you're, you're not su- as successful and then you move on to say a second business or you want to move on to something else, just take the lessons that you learned from that first business and apply them to your second business so that at least you use that as a stepping stone so th- that you don't just go to the second business and make the same mistakes in the third. And then you think, well, business doesn't work. You know, it, it's just, you didn't learn anything. So I would say that's something that's been really something that, I'm looking back now thinking is really powerful. Also just how we've grown together. Yeah. I would say our relationship and our marriage has grown with each business as well. And I think too, also just the way that we communicate in our business too. Um, We used to just, and I mean, come on couples out there. Like, let's be real. Like you just, you know, business, especially the first time, you know, you're heated because you have one idea of the way things should be. They have another idea and it's trying to find this sort of compromise. And for Jill and I, what I can only speak for myself, what used to happen is, um, you know, she's the creative side, but what used to happen is I used to kind of get in the way of allowing her to be able to creatively express herself in the way that she wanted to, in the vision that she saw. And so that was almost me kind of stepping over my boundaries and into her boundaries as far as professionally. And what that did is that stifled her creativity and her growth professionally. 
So I would say that if you're working with someone, you know, whether, and it doesn't even have to be a spouse, it can just be, maybe you start a business with your friend, just have really clear set. You know, that's why there's a CEO, a CIO, a COO, you know, there's all these titles is because that lets you know, okay, a CEO, that's the person that oversees everything, a CCO, a chief creative officer. So that's the person like, so it just lets everyone know kind of, then there's those boundaries. And so I would say, just be really respectful of those boundaries because, uh, they're just like boundaries in a personal relationship is they stunt people from growing. And mm-hmm. so you always want to be able to allow people, whether it's, you know, top level or bottom level people, the, the space to be able to grow, because I think that that's sure. what helps people get better. And that's what helps you ultimately, if you're talking about staff, retain people long term. Yeah. And I mean, I was doing the same thing because you're the CEO. So you are all about like operations and efficiency and, you know, big picture vision of where the business was going. And like, we learned very early in our marriage that like, before Michael and I got together, like I was a very, very independent person. And it that was an adjustment, at least on the marriage side was like working together with him as a team, but also letting you lead. Because I know that was something that you desired so, so much. And like, stepping back and like we are totally a team we make decisions together but you lead and I think that that was an important dynamic for us to really understand like it's your relationship you you can do whatever you want but that worked best for us because I knew that was a desire of yours and that's what you know I wanted you to lead and that's been really a great thing that has also kind of transpired into our business because Michael is so good at like big picture vision and like driving us there and like really keeping us focused. And for me, it's like more like details and like how to execute that. So we really learned after, you know, these are other businesses that we have had each time we got better and better at knowing who does what um, and how we can support each other. But also I feel like there's a level of trust and if you're just in business with a business partner, that's a friend, that's not your spouse or your significant other, you have to have some trust in that person and let them, you know, do what they know how to do. And we had to have even extra trust because we're married because it's really, and we learned this very early on. It's very easy to muddle marriage and business. Just like you were talking about those clear boundaries, you have to have clear boundaries where like business does not affect marriage. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that what happens a lot is there isn't any sort of... So you get into business together, and when you have a job, there's clear boundaries. It's called your schedule. So it's 8 to 4, 9 to 5. It's Monday through Friday, whatever it is. And so, But the problem is is then when you're in business together with your will in, in general, but then with your spouse, is if there's no schedule like it's not eight to four like some people have kids some people you know you're doing it on the side before it becomes your real job so you're like everybody's schedule is different and so then what happens is nobody sets really a schedule of work time well they usually they set a schedule of work time but then they don't set a schedule of like personal time mm-hmm. or like family time yeah. so then what ends up happening is like they'll go to their eight to four or their nine to five and then they'll come home and they'll eat dinner and then work until two or three in the morning and then their family starts to resent them and they're wondering why because all they're doing is working to try and provide a mm-hmm. life for their family and so then miscommunication happens and so i think it's mm-hmm. just there has to be some sort of 
So like with you, we have, okay, so we're going to do, you know, all of this in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then we have this in the like middle of the day. And then the afternoon is all us time. And then the evening is our other, what we're doing as far as it's a secret. So we can't tell, but as far as that, (laughs) but we have very set time. So it's like, we have time. And I hate when people say it's, impersonal to schedule time no not i at don't all. think that it's impersonal to schedule time. you should be scheduling time with like everybody your calendar shouldn't like you can't just on a whim like if you go and look at a really successful person's calendar like everything is scheduled and mm-hmm. i know chris harder stephen pressfield even talks about that too yeah chris harder had a really good podcast about it that he says like when people ask him to do something he tells them great let like i'm two months booked out right now and like friends are surprised that he like ask them to book, but that's what you have to, you have to protect your time. Mm-hmm. Cause like you'll protect your money, but like money can be made again, but your time can't ever be gotten back. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of, you really need to prioritize the things that are important and you need to put them in your calendar because that's you. Like that's almost you backing up your words with action. So it's like when you tell someone you're important or like, like they say, that's great, but I want you to show me. And so this is you actually showing them. You're like, look, I'm putting you as a priority in yes. my life. And yes. so I'm showing you while I'm also telling you. And then that's just you obviously delivering on that. So if, you know, you come home from work, say at four o'clock and you, you're supposed to have family time from four to six o'clock and then you can work from six to say 10 o'clock that you, you value that four to six o'clock time. Like you don't half-ass it. You mm-hmm. don't like think about work or be on your phone. You give a hundred percent to your family and like you be present and mm-hmm. like you stick to that. And you, mm-hmm. I think you'll find if you stick to that, that you'll be really, really happy because you won't burn out from work because you'll have proper time, you know, spent doing, and it doesn't have to be family. It could be hobbies or things like that. But the point is to make time for things that are important, but also so you don't burn yourself out. Yeah. And it's just protecting those relationships because one thing we learned very early on is that it's really easy to get lost in the hustle Mm -hmm. and to be like working nonstop, just like going balls to the wall, not getting any sleep. And like we learned very quickly that that leads to burnout. Like that's just what it does. Like if you, you can absolutely do that, but it will lead to burnout. And I think burnout leads to resentment and there was resentment for the business and then resentment in each other. So I think that if you want to have a healthy, thriving business, your personal life, it has to also be healthy and thriving as well. So that's why we take it very seriously to prioritize our time. And like, yes, in the morning or, you know, till noon is like where we're doing like business activities. Then we have our schedule. That's just us. Then we have like our other thing late at night that we do. (laughs) That sounds really naughty. Um, We have our other portion of our business activities that we do in the later time of the day. (laughs) I'm just digging myself a hole. But anyway, we protect our time and we prioritize it because if you're going to work with your spouse, you have to schedule in time with with them. You know, like you, you can't just say like, oh, because we're working together that counts as quality time. No, that's definitely not quality time. No. And I'm a quality time love language. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I want your undivided attention, no phone. I want you looking at me, telling me how beautiful I am and how much you love me. Cause I'm going to tell you how cute you are and handsome you are and how much I love you. And we'll look at you anytime you want and tell you how beautiful you are. <laughs> but that's just discussions that you have to have with your spouse or, you know, whoever you're working with. And like, I said this recently, like most problems are due to a lack of communication. And we just have learned that communication is everything. Like we have to be talking about everything in our business. We have to be talking about everything in our marriage. And that's just, 
if you want like healthy business and relationship life, it's just all about communication. Yep. And I know you can talk about that a lot because yeah, it took you a little bit to open up. Yeah. And I mean, there's all different kinds of communication too. It could be like opening up, like you just said, uh, just communication is everything. If you can communicate well with people and you can be a good listener, you can understand what people are trying to communicate to you, what problems they're having, how you can solve them, like everything like that. Um, you'll be very successful in anything that you do because most people don't excel at that i guess uh-huh. is the nice way of saying it uh, because usually what we end up doing is and i mean i've been completely guilty of this and I, obviously everybody's trying to get better but um, of making it about us so we we go into a conversation wanting to listen to someone or help someone and then we realize like at the end we've done all the talking and like instead of listening and asking questions yeah we just did all the talking and so i think it's really really important to um practice communication and just practice it because the more you practice, the more you, the better you'll get. And mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, if I practice personally, I'll only get better personally. No, if you practice personally, you'll get better professionally too. Because any communication that you practice, you'll get better in. And so, um, it, it can be tough. Um, you, you know, know what I'll add to that too is also for me practicing reacting, because remember I used to just sometimes fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. So it was like creating a safe space for you to want to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Like it's a two way street. Totally. But yeah, communication is so important. Um, it's probably the number one thing that'll make or break business owners because at some point there's going to be someone on the other end. Like, yeah, you can use automated software for lead generation and things like that. But ultimately the decision makers are, are people mm-hmm. and they're going to have to be communicated with. So, yeah, Totally. What would you say is like one of your favorite memories of us like being in business together? Hmm. Oh, let's see. I would say some of the car rides. Yeah. Those were really fun. Um, So we would go on like um, just long trips uh, for clients and things like that. And so um, just like long car rides of just driving, like sometimes the drives were, you know, long drives, but sometimes they're really fun. Cause you just talk and you listen to music and you just have a lot of fun and you get to see different places. So I would probably say probably that. Mm-hmm. What about you? For me, it was last year when we started our business and we landed our first client, mm. how cool that was. And we had been looking at this bottle of champagne forever. And we said, when we get our first client, we're going to go get this bottle of champagne. And we did it. And we, we went and got it. And it was just like such a moment of like, we can do this. And as long as we just stay united and together. And I think that's probably one of the most important things is to remember that if you're going into business with your spouse, it's you guys against the world not you against each other or you two against the problem and to really remember that like going in this together and i think above all you have to put your marriage first like of course we are working so hard to get to the goals that we want and you know to provide the life that we want in our business but the common goal is for our marriage so I I mean, that's just how I personally feel. It's just like putting our marriage first. It's the most sacred thing to us. So just remembering that at the end of the day, that it's not like all about money and business and growth. It's about like our marriage and our prosperity of our life together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was perfectly put. Yeah. Cool. Well, I love you. I love you. Happy 10 years. 10 years. That's so nuts. That's crazy. So crazy. But yeah, here's to another 10 more. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And many more. Who knows where we'll be in 10 years? Think about that. Just if you're listening to this and after you're done listening, take time and think about like, gosh, where will I be 10 years from now? And then, like, but don't think about that, like, how crazy it is to think about. But, like, actually then be like, okay, well, that's cool. So, like, if I could be somewhere, where would I want to be? Yes. And if you're like, well, I'd want to be living in a really dope mansion somewhere. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Like, draw it out. Like, what would it look like? Like, get really specific. And then after you get really specific about that, then start to get really specific backwards. Yeah. And then go as far backwards and as specific as you can back to where you are now. And then now that's what you have as a plan. Yep. And that's all people talk about when they say, you hear people say, oh, a five-year outlook or a 10-year plan or something like that. And you're like, how do people even actually plan for 10 years? It's like, well, that's what they do. So maybe that's not that. Maybe you're like, well, I want to grow my business to be a $5 million a year business. Cool. How much do you make now? Zero. Okay. So in 10 years, you need to make $5 million. So how much is that a month? Okay, now you know. So where would that come from? What kind of products or services would you offer? So it's just you can apply that to any situation, whether it's personally or professionally. But that's what an outlook or a plan looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, because we know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners that listen to this. Take this as a moment to ask yourself, like, where do you want to be exactly 10 years from now and Mm -hmm. plan it out and then put that somewhere where you can see it and remember that every single day. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We're so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here with you, babe. I love you so much. Love you so much. Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next week on the podcast. And who do we have next week on the podcast? Ashley. Oh, that's going to be a good one. It'll be good. So make sure you tune in next week. Uh, We're going to be chatting with Ashley, who is an amazing, amazing person. So anyway, take care. Stay safe. We love you all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Market Buy podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you can listen to future jam-packed episodes. And I've got a special deal for you. If you want to work with us, we're offering you an exclusive deal of $100 off a one-on-one session. Click the link in the episode notes for all the details. And we can't wait to help you increase your leads and create a commanding presence online. 